tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap-a-roo. Cash that fucking ticket. Three in a row. Four for me. <laughs> how, how the hell did we win again? <laughs> hey, we said before, when it starts uh, going bad, it can go bad. And just to stay on board, because when it goes good, it goes good. We get hot in bunches. That's what everyone said, too. And it turns out to be true. Um, unbelievable. I, I just bet it and forget it. And then I walked up, I went on vacation. Was at the beach club yesterday at the Dawn. Shout out to the Dawn. Another, <laughs> another, another beach house magic. <laughs> right. um, wasn't even following it. Didn't even have my phone on me, really. Um, I was actually watching the Knicks game and then came, came up to, uh, came up to my, uh, my place here in St. Pete and, uh, they were on the 16th hole and Davis was drilling a 30 footer or a 17th hole. And I was like, Whoa, these guys are going to win. Wild, um, wild times. So that was great. Um, did you catch any of the live event or very little? I was drinking a lot. And then by the time you, you sit, you sit down at you like 1030 out. at night, you just, <laughs> you just can't, you just can't make it watch a couple holes. And you're just like, Oh fuck, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> how it was for me I, I try to watch and i lay down and like i fall asleep with my phone in my hand i woke up a couple of times and watched it so I, I ended up catching like three or four hours of it um total like between all the rounds which you know is more than i've watched any other live event and it was a good event so um definitely step in the right direction for live there uh, i think even now like it's tough for the people who hate live um to say it's a complete failure i mean Norman's just got to embrace the uh, international piece yeah. of live, right? Like, that's just like, that's going to be their bread and butter. It has to be. Yeah, you can go to um, Australia and they celebrate and scream and show their tits and all this other shit. <laughs> and you go to uh, Portland and everyone just fucking with blue hair stands outside with a sign calling you a fucking piece of shit scumbag who fucking is responsible for 9-11. So <laughs> I think I'd probably go to Australia. <laughs> they should be hitting up Australia bunch of asian places the pga is not there south um, africa new zealand yeah they guys gotta embrace all that yeah and then maybe Got a couple stealing all the euro tour events yeah i mean they stole valderrama yeah they stole this place too right singapore yeah uh, i don't know if they i mean since they have a deal with the asian tour i think they, they, that event still could happen yeah um but what did you think of uh, Kepka's hole in one? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of I. I don't like all fun things. Like I hate the shorts. I hate the music, and I don't like when people throw beers on the golf course. Um, I don't know why. I just don't like it. I just think it's ridiculous, and everyone has to sweep them up after every single time. I don't mind it ever like once once an event a year. Like yeah, I didn't, the waste, I, I can I can deal with it once a year. I don't like it. I like the I like the titties coming out. I like a lot of good stuff like that. I just don't like throwing empty beer cans on the course. I just think it's disrespectful. I completely understand that. I completely understand that. Um, um that was great though. The you tell the Aussies like you, I was watching like news clips of it. That they like were all in. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was like nothing about it was fabricated or staged or anything. Like these guys were. There's some great, great clips of like the fans like saying funny shit, like that guy yeah, he interviewed. Great. Oh, they're so <laughs> funny. Um, 
the guy in the interview who was in the merchandise tent it was like a two hour wait. Like, how long was it waiting in the line? He's like, I don't know. I slipped in the back and just like <laughs> just bought a bunch of shit, uh, a numbered head cover or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny stuff. Um, uh, I I kind of was shitting on the course a little bit. I get they wanted birdies. I think they set it up for birdies. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, that for him to back up a ten under round. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, you don't see ten under, ten under in two consecutive rounds. It just doesn't happen. So, in my he still opinion, almost was, choked it. He still almost choked it too, huh? Yeah, if, if that was four rounds, does he win? Fuck no. He's yeah. a loser. Yeah, a lot of people are saying now he's a he's a top uh, twenty or thirty player um, in the world and all this other shit. It, it brings me to this thing. I posted that list the other day of my top twenty five players. I knew it was gonna piss people off, but here's but here's the thing. All the people who love the PGA Tour were like, "This is so biased. How many more fucking live guys you want to have in there?" And all the live guys started yelling at me, saying, "Are you kidding me? Phil's not in it. Go- Gooch isn't in it. Uline's not in it. Like this is a biased list. You're Uline." <laughs> and they were pissed i had rory at number three like so both sides are screaming how but so biased against the other side it's like it's fucking incredible it's like politics how many live guys you actually have in there like four yeah it was just reed neiman um dj brooks cam five five you didn't have answer in there did you nope yeah he doesn't belong in there gooch fucking doesn't belong he's a fucking loser remember when he's on the pga tour we just shit on him every fucking week yeah he He is a loser because he fucking won that shit doesn't doesn't change my opinion of him. Meaning, yeah, you know, the truth is always somewhere in the middle, and like, it, there's so few people who live in that middle ground like I think we do. Like I always say, we're Switzerland here. Like, I don't give a fuck. I have no, I have no agenda. I have no. Uh, I'm not pro live. I'm not pro. I'm not anything. I just call things the way I see it. Sometimes it seems like it's a pro PGA take. Take. Sometimes it seems like it's a pro live take. Yeah, our fav- I mean, our, our favorite players play on live. That's the only thing. Well, that's the reason why it's yeah it seems that way um but here's what it is yeah it was, it was a great event um but i don't know how much it, like it's never somewhere... gonna change in the u.s man never gonna change in the u.s no it isn't um right I think... right i can't see it i can't see how it does they need to get out of, they need to have like three events max in the u.s next year it needs to be just strictly international like an international tour, and that makes it easier too for people to play both tours. Yeah, just replaces the DP World Tour, but it's like a world tour, more, um, you know, Asians and Aussies and whatnot. But, uh, and I find myself in the middle again on this where all the American or the PGA Tour people are saying, Who gives a fuck? No one cares, no one watches on TV, that doesn't change shit, whatever. Obviously, the, yeah, they're golf star, they're gonna like it. And then the live people are saying, This is the coming out party. Now, you know, this is the best tour in the world. Somewhere in the middle. It was good for it, but it's not. it doesn't change all that much. Um, yeah. I, I, one thing that I did change my perception, and I do think, is like I used to always go back and forth with you, and you'd say these guys felt a lot of pressure. And I would say I don't know if they really do or not. We saw what we saw Gooch do in that final day, like with a 10-shot lead and to get it down to two, 12 holes later. Obviously, he was feeling extreme pressure. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see any of that, uh, the final round, but I mean, anytime you're about to choke a 10, 10 shot lead in one round, I mean, it's got to be some pressure on you, right? I looked at him at one point, is when he double bogeyed, um, I think it was 11 or something, and it looked like he saw a ghost, like his face. So I was like, oh, 
<laughs> that's, wow. that's not good. Yeah, he looked bad. He looked really bad. Yeah. Was Lahiri the only guy that was putting pressure on him, or was I saw Reed finish third? Was he? No, I mean, it, I don't know. It never really felt like it was all that close. Um, yeah, Lahiri was hot on the back, and then Answer kind of was there, but then they were just making mistakes they didn't need to. Uh, Phil led the led the event in birdies. I saw that. Did they make the course more difficult on uh, Sunday? No, I don't oh, think the so. The scores were a little bit worse. The greens were a little less receptive. Okay. But I think this is part of, like, that's another reason why tournament, and this is an underrated reason why, why I think tournament should be 72 holes, because a lot of times you see scoring good on Thursday, Friday, but then the weekend comes, that course gets a lot of traffic, gets baked out, and it gets tougher. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe with Liv is it needs to, it, it will never happen, but it needs to be 72 holes. They can make it so much better. Yeah, it does. I'm never going to love it until, unless it's the 72 holes and there's a cut and you can get two more teams. Like uh, someone there said like there was some, definitely some empty space in between some holes. Like you could fit two more teams on that course, get a Monday yeah. qualifying team and, like and then that. get, and then get one more team there where you get the qualifier piece in it. You get world ranking points. And another thing I was talking about that I really like is I don't think Liz getting any more stars from the PJ tour. Do you? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I'll say no. Okay, so I don't either. But I do think there's a way for them to grow their own stars, and that's that's what they need for like long term. Even if they get another one next year, either way, you're gonna survive 10, 20 years. You gotta find a way to manufacture and grow your own stars. You can't just steal everyone every time. Um, so the path for that is for them to first of all get world ranking points. Once they do that, find a way to qualify for majors. Okay, and if that happens, which I think eventually it will. Okay. You think, you think he's going to be in it? Oh, man. You're going to keep him out forever? You just feel like they're, the PGA Tour is doing whatever they can to fucking keep him out. And yeah. Well, it, just working with the OWGR on it. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But I just think at some point, and especially what you saw with the Masters, the ratings and all that shit, so say that happens, people gain um, a way to get on. You get a it has young to come player. from Rory. It has to come from Rory. It probably will. It's probably why he's in hibernation. Yeah. Um, but I, I, eventually, I do think something like that will happen. But then you get a player who qualifies for a major because they play really well in live, either coming out of college, international player, off the Asian tour. A young international player joins live because they want the money. They win a couple of live events, qualify for a major, and like storm a major. And he's live's guy bred all the way from right when he came off of the tour. Yeah, a guy like fucking uh, Big Spain there. Yeah, Chikara. He could do that and like, yeah, say he goes toe-to-toe with a big dog on the PGA Tour on Sunday at a major and all of a sudden, like that's how Liv gets the credibility more than just taking these PGA Tour grown players. Yeah, the guys that have already won 10 plus times, the Reed, the Cap, because the fuck DJs. Yeah. Is Phil playing really, really well? It's really good golf now. Who the Reed? Phil. Oh, I mean, he seems like he's rejuvenated. I mean, he was depressed and weird for like th- two years, and now all of a sudden he's acting like himself again. So I think part of that is playing good golf. Part of that is getting more comfortable. And I, you know what? I think the Australia event. I think the guys needed that. Yeah, they did. To feel embraced and shit again, like. I think it was okay, big. We don't, we don't, we don't all fucking hate you. 
<laughs> yeah. Like even for Phil, like he had the thumbs up going big time again. Yeah. Um, so Zurich, uh, well, I guess real last thing on that. I'm glad we hit that. Um, you know, really good week and everything. Great. The show is great momentum. Did you watch more Zurich? Did you watch more Zurich or more live? I didn't watch a second of Zurich. Not even the end. No. <laughs> uh, um, I was tracking it, but I, I was, I was busy with fucking shit with my kids and whatever. Didn't really do too much the whole week, but, um, that event sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like it's so, so, so bad. It's so bad. It's the worst event ever. They need to fucking blow that thing to the fucking moon. They do. They need to get rid of it. I, I, I've never seen anything so horrible in my life. Um, We've hit it twice too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on that piece of shit event. You know, we still we have two events to talk about, including first one. We'll talk about Mexico Open. Um, you ready for that? Ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> if you remember last year, that's when I interviewed the tournament director for the course. I do remember um, that. No one really knew much about it, but for whatever reason, all the information that I got out of the interview found its way on a bunch of different previews from notable people. Um, this week? No, last year. Oh, last year. <laughs> and then this week, um, and I saw a couple of quote tweeted and whatever. It's not nice work, good interview, whatever. It's just basically he's taking the information and saying it. So, yeah, it's all right. Uh, it's uh, Vidanta Viarta. And by the way, like looking back, a lot of the shit that guy said was so true for that interview. Yeah, he's definitely. The wind thing, he was like, forecast won't really show up, but like it's definitely going to pick up around 2, 3 p.m. It's like just this course. You won't find it on the wind tower. It's just the way the course is like set up. That ended up being true. He said the winning score would be 18, ended up being 17. Um, and I think Ron might have bogeyed the last with like a three shot lead or something, just playing it safe. Um, we had Brandon Wu that week. Remember, we, that was when we thought Brandon Wu and Dylan Wu were brothers. <laughs> uh, that was before anybody knew who he was. Uh, hit a top five on him, a pretty big top five. Now one's cool and one's a fag. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Brandon now obviously going to be popular, you know, chalk of the week and he's down to whatever 50, one third of the odds. So the course is long. It's a par 71, 7,456 yards, but it plays, you know, plays pretty long. Um, they extended the course prior to last year, added new tee boxes. Um, it's definitely a course that favors bombers. You know, looking at the strokes game from last year's event, they had, I think the top like seven in strokes gain off the tee, six of them finish in the top 10. Wow. Really? Champ was up there. Finau gained a shitload off the tee, lost putting. Rom gained a shitload. Rom was even good in approach. He's gained like seven strokes off the tee. Kitayama was up there too. He bombs it. I think he finished like fourth. Yeah, I think he finished third. Smalley was up there. He hits it pretty good. Champ yeah, Wu, was the, obviously. Yeah, Wu. And then, um, so uh, you definitely need distance here. Bombers are, it's important to be a bomber. Obviously, there's always going to be a couple outliers of guys who just, you know, figure everything else out. But um, three par fives on there. The, the par four seventh is a drivable par four for only the longest guys. So that's another advantage to the long hitters. Um, but you got to take on some water if you go for it. Field is pretty fucking awful. Oh, it is past Palom, too. 
which you see always anytime there's a pass palom event, you see a lot of the same guys in the leaderboard. So always good to take advantage of knowing who plays well in pass palom. Top 50 in the world. There are only three players from the top 50 in the world at this place this week. You got Rom. Yeah, it's awful. Rom, Finau, and the next one is the 49th ranked player in the world. So really you only got two in the top 49. Um, Who's the other that? McNeely? Norn. Norn? Who sucks. Yeah. So, so he How shouldn't even be 49th in the world? I don't know. He took out 25 of the top 100. <laughs> that are on live and just everyone else jumps up a little bit um he hasn't, he hasn't done shit in two years yeah he's been so bad i think he was okay um a couple weeks ago somewhere but i think driving distance ball striking pass palum wind and opportunities gained is what i was looking at uh so you know not too surprising on who rates out this way but yeah that's about it uh, I'm going to lean on you heavily here because I'm still you know, on vacation. So uh, I'll be back when the tournament starts. So um, we get into odds. Yeah. It was one of the tougher courses last year, I think, on the PGA Tour, right? Yeah, relatively tough. I just think it plays long as hell. Okay. We got, all right, looking at DraftKings, you got, I mean, Rom's three to one everywhere. He's plus 260 here. Um, and then Finau is plus 750. So last year I sprinkled a little bit on Rom. Not even enough for like a quarter bet, but it, it, it basically covered. I won a little bit, covered all my losses. This he was five to one too. This year I can't do that. He wins, so be it. Whatever. We've won. I've, I've won four in a row. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, any interest in uh, Uncle Tony? No, no, yeah, I don't. My yeah, uh, no, my no, colleague at the Action Network does though. Sobel, that's cool. Well, he did break his curse, right? Yeah, Rom at the Masters, right? Yeah. Okay. All so, right. but, I mean, you, you can't bet Fee now. It's eight eight to one. What, I mean, what the fuck? He's in a top ten in months. Right. Stat wise, he he's playing well, but he never even in there. His stats he, last year here were fucked. Gained like fifteen to the green. Wow. We have shot tracker here. Yep. Okay. All right, and then we jump up. Uh, you got Wendy Clark. He had a, he had a nice Sunday. Fucking loser. Eighteen to one. Uh, Gary Woodland twenty five to one. You got Pat Rogers, 28, and uh, Nikolai, um, one of the Hogard brothers, 28 to 1. That's the next, those are the next range where you, you jump to 35. Um, all right, I'll just go with my bet here. Um, probably going to be pretty popular. I don't care. I th was thinking about this like on Friday, Saturday, the whole week I was thinking about it. I think Nikolai is the best bet of the week at this place. I just think it's an absolutely perfect, perfect spot for him. How come? I'll tell you. He's first in his last 24 rounds in driving distance in the field, which is a little surprising. He fucking pounds it. Um, he pounds it. And th that combined with last week, he gained seven strokes in the field at, at the 
uh, Zurich and his partner Thunderbear, I think was doing a little booger sugar, maybe pissing on some hookers. And uh, he lost 10, 10.2 strokes. And they, they were playing pretty well for a while, but eventually I think Thunderbear just kind of tanked him. He just couldn't, he couldn't survive it anymore. Um, but I'll t- Nick, I'll tell you what, dirty New Orleans. You could do some dirty stuff down there. I'm sure fucking Thunderbear was out and about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so he, he, he kind of held him back. Um, but Nikolai played well. I was tracking him a good amount. I had him in a good draftings lineup. So he was like, he was sitting like 360 a couple drives. He was fucking pounding it. Um, and past Palom, I mean, he finished second at Corrales, right? Was it Corrales or Puerto Rico? Um, uh, one of them. Probably, probably Corr- both of them. Yeah, Corrales. Second at Corrales. Um, and, you know, it's basically the same field, minus Finau and Rom. And finished second there. Uh, then he played Valero after the second place at Corrales. Finished 28th. I mean, this is his first time going to the Valero Texas Open. There's a you know, decent field. Uh, he gained 5.2 strokes on approach. So he hits it far. He's hitting it really well. Um, and I think obviously, you know, there's no putting stats from Corrales, but he definitely putted well if he finished second. So I think it's just, a, you know, similar reasons why I liked Wu last year out of nowhere was because his finishes at Corrales and that kind of correlates plus with how well he's playing. Plus he just got that special temporary exemption. Remember um, Tom Kim gets that exemption and wins a couple of starts later, takes advantage of it. Did, uh, did he finish well um, last year at one of the alternate events too? That was best down. He may have. Um, and I think just he's, he's playing for a Ryder Cup spot, right? Definitely. He better be on the Ryder Cup. If he wins this, I think he's a lock. Especially now being a permanent member. I don't think he did play well last year at Corrales, no. Um, but I just think talent-wise, I mean, he's he's finally kind of seeing that talent through. Uh on the PGA tour now, I just think he's an up and comer. He's a great player. I just, uh, I'm really high on him this week. I think it's a perfect, perfect spot for him, especially just being able to take advantage of that driving distance. Not a lot of rough here either, right? No, not really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I joined you. I got a, I didn't get a 35. Um, can't bet DraftKings down here. Uh, I got a thir- uh, 29. So I'm in, um, I mean, you were talking to me about it uh, last weekend, so I was ready to fire when when I got the number. Um, best I got was 29, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not going heavy on this tournament this week, so I uh, take the dip there. He's, you know, another thing with him too is he's played all these different places in the world. So I just think going to Mexico to play an event like this is going to be kind of right up his alley. Boom. See the better Hogar? Um. Who's the better prospect? I think he is. I don't know. I, I remember at one point, one of them was always a favorite, and the other one, the other, other time, the other one was always a favorite. I think it's gone in spurts. I think uh, Nikolai is kind of the higher ceiling, but Rasmus has been like more consistent since they got on. Yeah. So I, I love Nikolai. Yeah, I think he could win the event. All right. In this range, um, Clark's playing some good golf. That number's disgusting, though. I can't bet him. You got two interesting guys. You got Woodland, 25. I feel like he's playing some of his best golf in uh, a couple of years. And then uh, Pat Rogers, who's been sneaky hot lately. And he was in the top five here last year. Correct. Yeah, Rogers is a guy. Maybe. 
He's tempting. Um, Wood, let's talk about Woodland first. Is he that hot? Maybe he isn't. I don't know. I just thought he was. Uh... Nah, he really isn't. Wasn't he, wasn't he striking it well? Maybe not finishing well, but striking it well? He was before, but he was finishing horribly. Um, and then he finished 14th of the Masters. But he looked, I think Sunday it was, he looked really horrible. Heritage, he was okay. Finished 31st. Lost almost five around the green. I don't know. He's always going to have a round that takes him out of it. I... All right. So you don't want to bet it. That's fine. I'll skip him. I don't need Rogers. Uh, I'm more interested in Rogers than I am with Woodland because one, he showed he's a bomber, hits it really far. Showed last year that he likes the course, which, and he wasn't as good a form last year coming into this event as he is this year. Um, I'm pretty fucking sure that he's just a massive, massive loser, though. I mean, you don't have to be sure. He, he is. So that's the thing. I don't know if he's a better DraftKings player or what, but like Valero was the fifth. Is that the one he should have won? Yeah, he was leading the whole tournament pretty much. And he comes in fifth. And then Heritage, though, he played real well. At, that was the one that was impressive. 19th at Heritage, but he gained 5.8 on approach. Um, he is. He's, he missed the cut at Corrales. Okay. That was a start before Valero. Where did he play well? Bermuda? He played well in Valero and Heritage. That's it. He wasn't at one of the alts. I thought he popped something, no? Oh, Bermuda. Bermuda back in uh, October. Okay. I like him. I I could see him winning maybe, but tough number to swallow in a guy who just was born to lose. Yeah. You got to think Ron Morfino will be around, right? Yeah. I. What do you think about Ron? You think he's going to win? I think he has a great chance to win, yeah. You, I don't how, think you see his ball striking numbers at Heritage? Yeah, I just don't think he's going to win. You think he's tired? Yeah, I think he's just getting to the end of it. He's honoring these commitments, won this thing last year. I think if he wasn't the defending champion, obviously he wouldn't be here. Um, I thought he likes the the the, uh, the Spanish speaking events. He does, but I, I mean, he's, he needs a break. He got it last week. Yeah. Nah, not, I don't think. Meh, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he's three to one. So. Yeah, who the hell is going to be shocked? I'm not going to be shocked. <laughs> but I mean, if we're flipping a coin here, I'm going with this. He's not going to win. Okay. All right, next range then. Um, Jaeger, McNeely, Benny Ann. Uh, any of those games you guys interest you? I mean, Benny Ann is a little interesting. He kind of ranked pretty highly for me in my model. Um, sixth, he was eighth in driving distance, 19th in wind, um, 23rd in ball striking. Playing pretty well. But uh, I'm never going to bet no. him. At sub seventy to one, I don't care who the fuck is in it. Well, Pendrith, he's a bomber. No, he sucks. He sucks. Yeah. Hasn't shown anything. No, I mean, I thought he was going to play well. I think it was Corrales where his number was like, oh, he's forty to one in this horrible field, and like, or twenty eight to one, whatever it was. Um, but let's see. Yeah, he sucks, man. Seventy at Corrales, miscut Valero, miscut Heritage. Yeah. 
Okay. A um, couple other names here. Rye. 50. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Um, what about Grillo? Yeah, I was looking at him a little bit. Hasn't he done a couple things recently? He has. It seems like a place he should win. Um, or, no, should be able to win. Grill, let's see. What's he been doing? He'll, he'll like be he's in the... been, like, finally showing something. Yeah. Seventh at Heritage. Yeah. But gained six around the green. 3.6 on approach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely intriguing. What did he do here last year? 33rd last year. But he was in horrible form. He was coming off four straight missed cuts. Yeah, he didn't play well until the end of the year last year. Yeah, I mean, it really definitely is a good grill spot. Past Palomy actually gained stroke spotting on. One of my rules here, you bet grill on bent and you bet him in alternate events. Yeah, this isn't an alternate event, but I, I know what you mean. Well, yeah, it is an alternate event. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you bet him in resorts. Do you say that? Yeah. No bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could actually. I don't know. Is he ever going to actually win, though? Probably not. Talent wise, though, it's a pretty good number. I'm intrigued by it. 55. I kind of, when I scrolled the board earlier, I kind of just glossed right over him. But now that I'm thinking about it, He's a past Palum. He's according to these stats, past Palum guy. And I remember seeing him at Heritage last week. Two good reasons there. So. <laughs> uh, did he play last week? No. I don't think anybody likes him, really. Oh, no. All the, all the specs are on lid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all his friends are gone. Um, I am intrigued by that. I am. I kind of think we should just take a stab at it. Yeah, I don't see why not. We're going to have a pretty light card. Huh. And I and you said you glossed by, by him earlier. I stopped at his name for a couple minutes. Um, I thought about yeah. it. So, Huh. Very interesting. Is there any better numbers out there? Let me check on that um, odds comparison thing here. I, I mean... Talent-wise, he's probably it's probably Ram Finau, Nikolai Woodland, McNeely, and then Grillo, right? I put Grillo and McNeely. If you're talking talent, McNeely doesn't have any talent. Yeah, he just has a he has one talent. It's putting, talking sucking yeah. cock. Um, <laughs> sixty on Caesars. If that interests anybody. Uh, yeah. 55 elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a solid number. Okay. I like it. I think we should do it. Yeah, why not? Um, all right, and that brings us to our next bet. Woo, woo, Brandon, woo. Yep, woo, woo, Brandon, woo. He's the man. He's been trying to tell everybody that bet that bets him every, every other week that he has his spots. And it's coastal wind events that Bombers thrive at. In past Palom, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Wu. Wow, gains a lot of strokes on past Palom. Um, 
He's been okay lately, not great. 19th of the players, which is which is good. Valspar, bad, Valero, bad. But again, it's just his spots. I mean, even Pebble Beach, look at that coastal there. He played, he was second there. Um, and I was pissed he wasn't playing Corrales because I thought he would win that event. And I just think this is the perfect spot. Last year was second here, third in Puerto Rico that year. Um, seventh in Puerto Rico the year before. So he just loves these type of events. Uh, he loves the wind. Look at Scottish Open, sixth, and then Honda, a lot of wind, 14th. Yeah. Players brought a lot of wind in 19th. Yeah, I love Brandon Wu here. I've, I've been circling this to bet him here for since the last time he played it, so nothing's going to stop me. I was okay with the number. I thought I didn't know last night what I was going into, what it would be. I thought it was going to be 80. Yeah. I think it was initially. Was it? Yeah, I saw somebody post an 80. That's just person's a liar. Because I opened it the second. No, it was a screenshot. It was a screenshot from 365, like bright and early this morning. 365 is a liar. That's not even a fucking real thing. <laughs> um, and is that even like a real book? I don't know. I bet I'm at 55. So I, that's all I got. But okay. He's 60 currently on DraftKings. 60 on DraftKings. Um, okay, great. Boom. Um, the only other guy in this range that is worth talking about, I think. Well, I guess Wallace is worth talking about, but he already won his event, so we'll skip him. And then Ben Martin, do anything for you? Yeah, I guess. He kind of missed it. He kind of missed his turn. I, well, I thought that last time, but this is more of an event where it seems like it's something he could win. Just check up real quick. How did he play last week? Wasn't he with Chesson? Yeah, I think they were on the cut line. I don't know. Um, he was 41st at, at Heritage, which is okay. Eighth at Corrales, that was good. Fifth at Honda, he just talked about. Um, didn't he he seems Valero? good. I thought, didn't we bet him at Valero? I didn't. What did he finish at Valero? Actually, maybe I did. I don't fucking know. Um, he finished tenth. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I de- we definitely had him on the card because we had Ricky. He finished tenth as well. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. I wouldn't bet him and Grio. I'm just gonna bet Grio. Yeah, fair. Like it. Um, and I'm not just gonna keep naming names because all these guys fucking suck. So who else you like? Um, one guy I was looking at was Nate Lashley, who is ranks first in past Palom. He's always shows up in these past Palom courses and he's actually starting to play pretty well. He's 80, I think he's 80 to one. Um, I'm not sure if I want to bet him or not, but I just, I don't know. He really just pops up on those past Palom rankings. And then I looked into him last time I want to bet him on past Palom. I looked at him. He was playing horrible. Now it's another event that I think, you know, could suit him. Looked at his page and he finished 31st at Heritage, gained two strokes on approach. I thought that was kind of intriguing. You going to bet him? No, I guess not. Wow, 11th, 11th last year. Yeah, I saw that. He was 11th last year. He's starting to play better. 31st at Heritage is pretty good considering an elevated event, and he's just first and past Fallon. Third in Puerto Rico. Sony was 7th. 
Yeah, third at Puerto Rico. Um, seventh at Puerto Rico last year, 15th at Corrales. Wow, I can get behind this. Yeah, I mean, I th- he might be a better number somewhere else. Let me see. Um, yeah, 80's not great. It's not great, but, I mean, look at the guys. Yeah, I could, you could do worse. Oh, 110 on DK. Oh, wow, well, yeah. 110, 125 on Caesars. I think 110 nice. is pretty good. I can bet that. And then your boy, right? You bet your boy? There's a fucking stampede going on in my house. Uh, Jesus. Uh, my boy, Akshay, yeah. He's up to 130. Yeah, I think it's because he sucks. Is Isn't he one thirty? Yeah. Yeah. If he's gonna win anywhere, it could be here. Um he stormed the leaderboard where we had him and we had a single bullet on him. Where was that Corrales? Yeah. Or Puerto Rico. Like that. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Corrales. Yeah, whatever. Um he stormed the board. Yeah. He he yeah, he's a talent. Stormed the board. He's uh, good in the wind. I right now he seems like a past palm specialist at this point in his career. Yeah, the problem with it is he's going to shoot nine under one day, and then he's going to be like plus one. You just, you just need to be minus four all four days, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I bet Turn one of those fours into a nine, so. We can't not bet it. Right. So it is what it is. If he wins, great, but I don't know. I'm not feeling great about it. Yeah. Are you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody yeah. else? No. Yeah, no interest, man. No, I mean, I think that's pretty good. If we, if we went to Grillo and Lashley, that's a pretty decent card. You got Nikolai, Wu, Grillo, Lashley, and Akshay. Okay, I'm good with that. Um, all right, Singapore real quick. Yep. All right, so first I'm going to say this. I actually... um. I actually wrote a preview for Singapore. This is my first ever written live preview. How come? I just decided to. Well, I was waiting for you to be ready, and I had nothing to do. And I there's like the one day a week where I have an hour of free time. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about the event, looking into it, trying to like research for betting it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to see if I can write a preview on this. So I sent a message to my editor at Action, and um, they gave me the green light, which first time I had a green light to write a, a live preview. So I think that kind of talked shows uh you know maybe the public perception might be altering a little bit and when i say public perception especially at action for them it's just like are people going to click on the link that's what that's what they care about um and if the answer is no then they don't want it written but so and they've never cared about the um you know all the other talking points and shit but uh especially they're not partners with the tour anymore no, especially the golf bet moniker that we had last year um, got taken over by the PGA Tour. Yeah. And then so that's why all the shit I was writing last year was always on the PGA Tour app and everything, and now it isn't anymore. Um, they stole it and just hired a bunch of bums who have no fucking clue what they're doing. But um, yeah. so, yeah, so I wrote a preview on that. So with that being said, it only takes 10 cents a day to feed an Ethiopian. 
to feed me, just 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 click the like button. That's all I'm asking. I don't even want 10 cents a day. All right. Just because I see these live previews here and nobody fucking clicks on them from these other people when they write them. Like they get zero really? likes here. Nothing. No, nobody ever does. So I, I don't click on one guy. He's done a good job. I won't really? his name, but I click on one guy every every live event. He said a couple of them. Yeah, we know we don't give free publicity out here. Um all right. uh but uh, but, but so yeah, I, I took the time to write it. You know, we give you guys a lot of winners. I want people to say, what the fuck? Why is everyone liking this guy's live preview and no one likes anybody else's? All right. So just do it. Just fucking do it. Um, or else I'm never writing it again. <laughs> if this thing goes under the radar, nobody clicks it. Nobody's anything with it. I'm just never doing it again. Okay. And I actually did a really good job on this preview. Got some quotes from some agent tour players on my own little investigative reporting. Um, I yeah. went back and looked at some, uh, some other stuff from back when um, other guys were playing this event um, back in the day. A lot of big name players went over there to play in the Singapore Open. So it's a good preview. Yeah. So this is actually one of the courses where we actually have course information from prior uh, PGA events, but prior uh, Euro events, right? They've been here since 20, 2005. Yep. 15. Yeah. I think they've had 15 or 16 events. And that's the reason Adam another reason. won a bunch of them, right? Yeah, he's been there. Um, that's the reason I wanted to write the preview too, because like I had something to write. Something I don't never want to write live either. It's just that I don't know. I don't fucking know. This is the first ever event where it's like I woke up I'm like I like this guy, this guy, and this guy because of this. Like it feels good. Yeah, the course looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like I think even this year, 2022-2023 Golf Digest rated as the 55th best course in the world. Uh-huh. So it's hard to get on those lists, um, especially and not to mention, I bet only a couple of them are played at the professional level. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, great course. I mean, it looks incredible. Um, and I was talking to that player who was saying, like, they, I guess it's a million dollars each hole that they spend on it to, um, to use the, uh, the sub air system. Yeah, they so they had to bring in a lot of dirt and shit to build this course, right? To lift it up. It's like basically man-made heaven golf course. Yeah, I was so, read about that. Yeah, it's like the way it, the way it rolls. Like it's the most pristine, pure course you're ever gonna see, and for that reason, you can definitely go low on it. But yeah, there's also a lot of trouble, and it's not an easy course. But like if you're hitting it good, the the it's such a pure golf course that you can score. But so that's why this player thinks that there's going to be a lot of separation on the leaderboard. Like you can either go really low or you can shoot 10 over because of all the troubles. If you're playing well, that's why I think another reason I like this event, because two reasons, one, we have history to go off of, but two, this is the type of course that's going to reward guys in form. If you're playing well, you can really take advantage of it, but you're not going to find your game here. Yeah. And we kind of, this is kind of like third, fourth event. You include the masters like in the last like month, these guys so you actually can actually have a feel for some of these guys how they're playing exactly exactly um does it get windy i don't think so i don't know though yeah you'd think it would but i don't know it wasn't the, one of the first things mentioned about the course and what in the conversation i had and everything i looked up so i don't know how about the views holy hell yeah it looks crazy it looks crazy it's looks like sweet. uh the player said they were the best greens he ever played on. I know Davis Love said they were like the Augusta greens, just fucking pure. Yeah. 
And it's Bermuda. It's not nice. past past Palm, which is which was uh, interesting. Yeah, usually those coastal uh, courses are all passed down. And then I think we get a little bit of that. Not It's not going to be Australia at all, obviously, but I think there's going to be some excitement around the event. Like Singapore, they don't give a fuck about that shit. All I want to see is good right. players play. Okay. Um, jump into odds? Uh, yes. All right. I'm looking at this one site. They may differ. Cam Smith, 10. Brooks, 12. DJ, 14. Pat Reed, 14. Neiman and Gooch, 16. Well, you get a cross off Neiman. Maybe you can win. Maybe this might be a course that suits him, but he's just not playing well. He's having a bad year. How do you come in 40th last week, whatever he came in? That's like embarrassing. <laughs> he's getting a beard going now, too. I don't know what's going on with him. Told you he's uh he's sour with the whole with everything. I think he he doesn't like he didn't realize how hated he was gonna be. He doesn't and he wants to be liked. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I have no interest in Neiman. Um cross group. These other guys Gucci are all playing well. Yeah. Yeah, cross Gooch off, obviously. Um Brooks and Cam. I'm just gonna hope they don't win, right? Cam, I, I like seeing him come into form. Uh, I hope he plays well, but um, I don't know if he's quite ready to win yet. I think he needs to put a couple of better events together. Wouldn't shock me, but it doesn't feel like a Cam course. Um, it's not like a scrambler's course. This is like a pure ball striker's course. Look at the guys who have won, Adam Scott and the Sergios and the, you know, I just think this is Cooch. a place. Yeah, Cooch. You just want to, you want to play clean golf here. Yeah. All right. I have no, yeah, I wasn't planning on betting cam um and brooks i mean brooks won has won the what cimb or the cj cup one of the asian events i know that um and he's still he's playing decent still playing decent he's playing good did you bet him at the pga i haven't bet him at the pga i don't think i have either i don't know i thought i just can't find the number missed out fuck i don't think we ever got one to be honest with you I think he's going to win the PGA. I know. I think he could too. Um, okay. And then, so that leaves you, uh, DJ and Reed. Reed's playing great. Uh, again, doesn't strike me that much about a Reed course. I want the ball striker. DJ showed some signs last week that he's coming back to form. He was third in birdies, fourth in fairways hit, which I think is pretty good for him. Um, so I just think we, he shot, what, 65, 67 over the weekend. I feel like he does this every live event. He always just sucks round one and then battles back. But it's his round one. He, he's just like either like plus one or minus one. It's he's just too much to battle back. It's there's only three rounds. Yeah. But that being said, I bet him. I bet him at uh 14 to a little over 14. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's going to clip one of these eventually and I'll just keep betting him. I'm getting 14 plus every week. Yeah, he is going to. And he's starting to get into form. I mean, even at the Masters, he wasn't as bad as he looked. He still gained strokes on approach and off the tee. Um, last week, the stats were good again, and he really rallied over the weekend, finished 10th. And he was like out of it after day one. Yeah. So I think this week, maybe he gets it on track. Um, of course, yeah, he gets, gets the rhythm going too, playing back to back weeks. I like it. 
And like last week didn't suit him either. You could be you could be short and just hit fairways last week. Like you got to be long, straight ball striker this week. And I think he, this is a course that should be good for him. Yeah. All right. So boom, DJ on the card, fourteen plus. Um, next range, you got answer eighteen, Mito twenty. Did he do anything last week? Why is why is he still at twenty? Fuck Mito, man. Yeah. Uh, three six U line, twenty two. Any of these guys interest you? Yeah, U line should be a good fit. He leads the he's first in the individual standings on live. Can't uh, you know fault him on that. He's playing well, but I'm never gonna bet him at twenty to one. What about I lost you there for a sec. What'd you say? Answer. Uh, yeah, I'm just sick of betting him. I mean, he just doesn't. Yeah. He... This is what he did in the PGA he was Tour, there, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there, but this is what he did in the PGA Tour. He was like always around, but never won. Besides when he actually did once. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right down the list, you got Wolf. Dean Burmese is 25. Holy hell. Casey kind of fits he's, that mold. He's been terrible, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. You got Lahiri. Probably a home event, right? Yeah, he's familiar with the course. Um, okay. What, has he done well? I, I couldn't find anything at this course in particular. He does have seven Asian tour wins and nine Indian tour wins. So, I mean, he's definitely familiar. I was talking to Joy Chikavarti. Uh, who's the main Indian golf reporter? Really, really nice, really great guy. Uh, and he's close with Bond. And we were kind of talking about. So I, I don't know if you knew this, but he like he his mother-in-law passed away last week. So okay. it was like a, um, and he played really well over the weekend after he found out. But he was like, I guess he was really, really sad about it. his kids. Are obviously sad, his the grandmother and everything. So kind of a weird situation where I, I had already bet him, but. He did play well after he found out and his comments were like, now he's really focused on golf. Like he's, you know, I'm going to read you the comment he made actually, just because it's, it's kind of a uh, interesting situation. Um, he said, I think mentally I've managed to just get clearer and more focused and get more involved in my process. Honestly, I'm just counting my blessings, enjoying a new perspective. Probably I'm just playing with a lot less fear and probably not trying so hard and letting go a little bit more. I've always found that a very hard thing to do. All golf, golfers find that hard, but the last couple of weeks has come easier. There's a different approach, and I know why. Um, you think so that's going to be the same approach at a home event? where? Well, I, I know it's not going to be Cam Smith level, but he's going to be the guy I think everybody wants to see in that area, right? Yeah, I think so. And. Yeah, definitely, because I know Joy was saying, Joy's like going to the event to cover it. Like all the people in that area kind of going to be there. Um, but he's just so familiar with this type of golf course and with this area and everything. And then also he's just playing great. I mean, he was second last week and then he was second in Vietnam. Well, last two weeks. So Vietnam and then in last week at Adelaide, he shot 13 under over the weekend. Yeah, he's playing some great golf. So should and I bet him or no? Would you bet I'd him bet after him. you got that quote? Um, I'd be more skeptical of betting him, but I already did, so I don't know what to tell you. All right. I was planning on betting him. <laughs> um, but he... It doesn't seem like a guy who would, live, who would win on live. For sure. Definitely. Just a guy who's always in the hunt, like in the PJ Tour, but never really breaks through, but then like, yeah, he's kind of just 
you know, good, but like, I just think he's, I could see him winning. Definitely. Okay. So would you get a 28? Yeah. Okay. He'll be on our card. Who else do you like? And my last bet was Sergio, um, who won at this course. He won by five shots at this course. When? I think it was 2018. Um, I'll double check. Yeah, 2018. Was that pre, pre-Masters or post-Masters? Post. post. So he, he went nuts. Um, one by five. But he didn't give a fuck, though. Aren't you worried about that? Yeah, I am. I am worried about that. But he, I'm definitely yeah. But I mean, look at the numbers for him compared to everybody else. He's like the what is he, twelfth, thirteenth guy on the odds board? It's not like he's a favorite. Did he do well last week? Yeah, tenth. Okay. So of course he knows. Of course he's won at ball strikers course. Distance is going to be helpful. He can let it go off the tee a little bit. Um. It's all about it's all about off the tee and long irons. Putts better on Bermuda. Okay, I'm in. Um, so we're gonna DJ Bond Sergio card. Yep. Got a weird feeling about Tringali for some reason. Yeah, I did last week too, and he played pretty well. Oh, I forgot about this. I, last night I had a dream. God told me to bet Sergio. Wow, God says it. I think it was God. I don't know who else would have bet. <laughs> Um, can't say it's the first time, but yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm good with those three. And then I know, um, last thing I'll say is I know Scott Vincent has played this course a lot of times and he plays really, really well here, like multiple top fives at the event. What's his odds? Uh, probably 500. Do you have it in front of you? What is it? Let me try that. I was on a site that only goes up to 66. Oh, okay. Actually, maybe that I'm in Florida. DraftKings will have live. But do you even have DraftKings? Yeah, I got it. I just can't bet it. Nope, not listed. Hmm. So I imagine he's, I don't know, 150 or something. I don't know. So should we sprinkle? Yeah, maybe. Can you win an event here, though? Can just anybody win? Yeah, but no, no, nobody like that has, you know. I mean, Chikara, I guess. He's a young up-and-comer, but he's really he sucked in every single other event. That'd be the only other guy, right? Um. Yeah. I can't find any fucking odds. Yeah, whatever. Maybe we'll bet Vincent. Maybe we won't, but he's not going to win. Um, so we're going to just keep riding DJ, Lahiri, and Sergio. Um, DJ is going to clip one eventually. And then in Mexico, we're going Nikolai. His brother's the favorite on the Euro Tour, 12 to 1. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Nikolai Wu. Who else did we say? Nikolai Wu. Grillo. 
Grillo, Lashley, and Batia. Akshay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and I got, I got it. Uh, Vincent's one fifty. It's not bad. Yeah, it isn't bad. Has he done anything? Um, like top fifteen at all this year? Let's see. His brother just won recently in Vietnam, so maybe that gives him a little kick in the ass. Um, he was 15th at Mayakoba, 20th at Tucson, 24th in Orlando, and he was 40th last week. So not really. No. 15th at Mayakoba. Yeah. Which was like two months ago. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right, I mean, hey, are we gonna are we gonna get a fourth in a row here? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> this is a pretty All wild right. run, man. Wild run. It is a wild run. I hope everyone appreciates it and remembers it. It's gonna be a time we lose a couple in a row. So uh, remember these good times. Yeah, subscribe, retweet, do all the above. Keep it going. Yep. All right, have a good week. Peace. Just tap it in. Just. Tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room.